This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, as you know, as we have heard from the Prime Minister and other health officials, the advice being given to Canadians is stay home if you can. Work from home if you can. For others, uh, their jobs have been suspended while we deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. But there are a number of jobs where that is not the option, not an option, and uh, there's a good reason for that. Firefighters, one group in that uh, group of jobs. But what happens when those first-line responders are exposed to potentially somebody with COVID-19? Well, let's bring in Bruce Ferguson. He is the Deputy Fire Chief with the Township of Langley and joins me on the line. Bruce, thanks so much for being with us. You're welcome. Good morning. Good morning to you. What happened then? We understand eight Langley Township firefighters were possibly exposed to COVID-19. What happened? So we got called to a call for service at a residence, and uh, we went to the residence. We'd actually been there uh, uh, four times. Uh, The first two times we were there, um, the, the person was not deemed contagious, but the last time that we were there, he was deemed contagious. So I got a phone call from Fraser Health and uh, asking for the contact information of those members that attended those two incidents. <clears throat> they were then instructed to self-quarantine and they were monitored by Fraser Health. Two of them have since been cleared to return to work because they had no direct contact with the person. Uh, they were actually the drivers of the apparatus. But the other six of them remain in isolation at their homes until the uh, 24th of this month. All right. And at this point, though, they're not showing uh, any symptoms? Currently, nobody has reported any symptoms whatsoever. Uh, Still, it's got to be concerning, especially when we're dealing with something like this and this unprecedented response and what we don't when we don't know what's going to be happening next. Uh, You'd want first responders, including firefighters, to be a full complement. Absolutely. Absolutely. It could be devastating if we, uh, you know, get several exposures like this and have to take our crews out for 14 days for isolation. Or even worse, if any of our um, our personnel experience symptoms or come down with COVID-19. Uh, are firefighters doing anything differently as far as protecting themselves when they're dealing with the general public? We um, we do have protective measures that we that we typically do with personal protective equipment and, uh, you know, gloves, face masks, uh, impervious gowns, booties, hair nets, all that kind of stuff. If we know that we're going to a sick person, where the issue becomes a little bit gray is where we get called to a call for service that is not medically oriented, as was this one. This one was an assist for a lift. So meaning somebody uh, needed help being lifted inside their own home. There was, it wasn't called through BC Ambulance. It was a direct call to the fire service. It doesn't, that seems strange that somebody who is in a position where they would need assist for a lift would have also been in a position where they were exposed to the virus, doesn't it? Well, I'm not sure what the history of this person was before we, like I say, we'd been there twice prior to that, but we didn't have a history of, uh, of his place prior to those uh, incidents. So, you know, I mean, it's often elderly um, people that have mobility issues. Uh, they'll they'll call us to help. You know, they they fall or or they need to be moved and they can't get anybody else to help them. They'll call us and and typically we go and help them out. 
Right. So, and was this somebody then, this was in their private home? We're not talking about somebody who was in a, a long-term care home? That's correct. He was in a, he was in a, it was a townhouse complex, but his private home. Mm. So does anything change then if you're called or if your members are called to these types of calls, do you now have to ask, have you traveled or have you been, is there any chance that you've had an exposure? Absolutely. We've, we've heightened our awareness level. We're instructing our crews to ask the questions. We're restricting the amount of people that actually enter the, the premises wherever possible if we're going if we're going to a medical related call if there's no critical intervention that's required we'll wait for BC ambulance to attend first so they can attend first and we'll be there uh, to help them as required but if possible we won't put anybody inside the residence unless it's absolutely necessary and how are firefighters dealing then with self isolating in that if you, I, I know a lot of the fire halls there's a lot of communal meals and people work long shifts that they're often close together has that changed as well um, that hasn't changed with the, to that respect. However, there's a, there's a lot more focus on cleanliness. You know, they're they're uh, washing down and and uh, with you know sterilizing and uh, anti germiciding counters, telephones, all that kind of stuff. Way more than they normally did. Typically, fire halls are pretty clean. Now they're extremely clean. You know, after meals, they're making sure everything gets wiped down. One person to do the cooking, one person to do the cleaning, and and trying to take as many precautions as absolutely possible. Absolutely. Uh, have you heard of this happening at any other fire departments at this point? Um, I think there are other firefighters that are in isolation. Um, I don't have any numbers or specifics, but I'm I'm I know we're not the only ones. So other departments even in, in Metro Vancouver? Correct. Well, it's certainly, uh, it, it really uh, kind of brings the idea home. I mean, it's one thing uh, if somebody's exposed and they don't have any symptoms and they're, and they're self-isolating, but it could get to, to a point where, well, I mean, the services are always important, but if things uh, get much worse, firefighters are going to be needed on those front lines. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh Personal protective equipment may be an issue as well. Um, you know, just like toilet paper, people are hoarding toilet paper while well, lots of people are buying up all the stuff that we typically use as well. And if that supply uh, becomes compromised, then it will um, inhibit our ability to assist as well. Uh, which is another strong message for people, Exam. We've been trying to tell people that too, in that, that these are the, the crews that need this stuff, not the general public stockpiling it at home. Exactly. All right. Well, we will leave it there. And uh, here's to hope for the best for those who are isolated and that they don't have any symptoms and are able to get back to work after the isolation. But thank you so much for joining us to talk about this today. You're very welcome. You have a great day.